Design New Podcast, Episode 17. If you are stressed, stretched, and stuck, and ready to take your life to the next level, reach out to me for a free 30-minute strategy call to see what steps you can implement right now to design your best life. Email me at connect at tinamurray.com and let's create your own unique blueprint to lay the foundations for that life that you really want. Are you ready to create the life you really want? Welcome to the Design You Podcast, where I talk to everyday people who know life can be done differently with a clear mindset, positive attitude, openness to growth, and their willingness to take life to the next level. Get ready to design you. Hi guys, Tina Murray here. Today I'm welcoming to the drawing board Super Joe Pardo. Joe is a New Jersey-based sixth-generation business and award-winning owner who works with businesses and owners to help them grow by focusing on their team, their offer, and their process. In 2014, Joe decided to leave his family's $100 million business and pursue his own dreams of starting his own business. Shortly after, Joe founded the award-winning show, The Business Podcast, featuring Super Joe Pardo. His platform is based around helping business owners pursue the business and lifestyle of their dreams. Join me as I chat with Joe about being super in our own right. Hey, Super Joe Pardo. Thank you so much for coming along on the Design New Podcast. How are you today? Thank you so much for having me, Tina. It has been, it is a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm doing great. Little cold. It's it's cold up here in the Northeast. I mean, cold, cold. Like 40 degrees to me is not cold. Now I know that doesn't translate <laughs> in Fahrenheit to C, but yeah, it, it's it's pretty cold, like in single digits at night. So Ooh, wow. Uh, yeah, so I got this long this long sleeve shirt. I don't usually wear long sleeves. The people I uh, I work with make fun of me because I wear t shirts at like 30 some degrees. <laughs> it's it's cold. All right. Well, you keep warm while you're talking to us. I'm glad you got your jumper on. Your mum would be pleased. <laughs> now, yes. tell me why Super Joe? So, uh, so uh, like 2006, I believe. Don't quote me on that. I think it was 2006. 2006, yes. A friend of mine, uh, one of my best friends, he's like a brother to me, and I. he worked at my, my family's business. And uh, I think I was feeling like down about myself or something. Or I went on a trip. And when I came back, there was this post-it note with this little character drawn on it that said uh, Super Joe underneath. If you go to my website, superjoepardo.com and scroll down, you can actually click on the, 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 the image oh, that cool. says image and, and you can actually see the file and it says Super Joe and it's a, it's a stick figure flying through the clouds. Oh. Um, and, and the reason he, he drew it was because he said, I drew the Super Joe Pardo image because it represents Joe's seemingly superhuman talent to excel at everything he does, the dedication and mastery he's achieved through his many pursuits demonstrate that once you've mastered yourself, the sky is the limit. And again, that was back in 2006 when I was just working in my family's business and like just out of high school or well, two years out of high school. Like, I, you know, it's just, I don't know. Wow. He, he, he liked it. And, and so a few years later, I bought the domain because JoePardo.com was like, like eight hundred dollars or a thousand dollars some of the time and I was like, ah, whatever. Now I've bought it since then, so you can't go buy JoePardo.com from under me. But uh yeah, so I, I bought the Super Joe Pardo and I wasn't sure what I was gonna do with it. And then two years later I decided to take all of the different brands that I had put together and all the different projects I had for my blog and my podcast to 
all the different film projects and everything and just bring it together in one site called superjoeparo.com. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, he's a pretty awesome friend. If he's saying that sort of stuff about you, I want him to be my best mate because that is, that's what mates do, right? That's awesome. Yes, yes. He uh, he was actually supposed to come over tonight, and unfortunately, I had some other work I had to do, and he got he got delayed. And I was like, "All right, well, I still got to get this other work done." And so, but I, you know, he lives down the street. He grew, he grew up across the street from each other. You know, really grateful for him and and the friendship. So yeah. So what is it that you're doing right now to design your best life? So, you know, I've I've done three books. My fourth book is is in the process right now. The book is done as far as being written. Uh, it's at the interior. Uh, I want to keep wanting to say de- decorator. It's not the interior <laughs> decorator. It's the interior designer. I'm not trying to figure out which nook I want in my kitchen. Um, <laughs> so he, he's got it. He sent me the first round. I think it was on like Friday or something like that. And I've been really busy trying to get some things done around the house, especially since it's been so cold. And my wife and my kid have been home. So it's, yeah. So I haven't had a chance to like sit down and like really go through it. But that's actually my plan to do it after here because of it's so been so cold out. It's freezing rain outside. So my wife stayed down in uh, where her parents live, uh, right. which she works like down the street from. So it's like 40 minutes from here. I think that translates in Australian. Um, <laughs> I should have actually flipped my camera upside down. That, that would have <laughs> gave the full effect of the fact that I'm on the other side of the planet. Um because I am upside down, not um, <laughs> flat. Like this, this, this is just per, you know continuing the the flat Earth conspiracy. So anyway, I I think uh, where did I leave off at? Yeah. So I have this book, and I, and I'm going. I got to go through it. It's called Sales Won't Save Your Business. It's been in development for about two, I hate to say, but about two years mm-hmm. uh, has gone by for the, the amount of time it's taken me to, to go from like concept and telling people about it. But every time I told somebody about it, they're like, I want to read that book. And, I, and, I, and I've wrote three other books and they're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Um, I'm not really into your style of doing things, but that book I want to read. The subtitle is Focus on the Top, which stands for Team, Offer, and Process. Okay. And that's where I really feel that that you know once you get sales right because that's the lifeblood of a business mm-hmm. um once you've got those sales everything else can can really expand for yourself once you focus on those three areas they all really tie together and they all really tie back to process so it's really like that's where i work in the uh consulting area is mm-hmm. is in the process like i i can help with marketing and web design because i also do web design and i can help in a lot of different fields but like that's not why people hire me they hire me because they want to get their team offer and process in place yeah. um so they can help scale in that in that in that realm so wrote the book sales won't save your business uh it, the launch date is march 2nd i'm okay. pretty sure that does translate to australian <laughs> and it will uh it'll be out on amazon uh, i Actually, I don't know if it actually goes out on the Amazon, Amazon in Australia. I will have to look. At, I know it'll be in the UK. Do you guys automatically have like the UK access to UK? We can Amazon? we can look at the American one, but now that Amazon's just launched here in Australia, like they've moved to Australia, so they're trying to oh, push they did. on. Yeah, they're trying to push us onto the Australian one anytime you order something. But that's all oh. right. We can keep an eye out for you. We can we can always slap across. So when you would order from the UK one, would it would it deliver from Britain? I don't think anymore. I'm I'm not 100, percent but I think now that okay. they've got stuff here, they'll probably come huh. from Australia. So yeah, I would imagine. I would imagine yeah. so. Um, It'd be cheaper I, for them. So yeah, oh yeah, absolutely, and faster for you. I mean, Prime. Yeah. Do you guys? Did you guys even have access to Prime being in Australia? 
Probably not. If they were going to ship two day across the, the globe, I mean, that's, that's <laughs> ridiculous for every single thing. So, yeah. So, yeah, um, so you've written a book. Now, your background is you come from a family business. You've mentioned it a couple of times and you chose to leave that. Now, tell us about that because there's a lot of people in the situation where, yeah, they're onto a good thing and they hang, they hang on to it even if they're not feeling completely comfortable in it. So, why did you make the change? You know, it, it took uh, about four or five years of, of talking to my friends and, and like, really contemplating this idea that I wanted to go and do more. I mean, you can see the, the behind me, I have turntables. I, I've, I've been DJing since like 2004. So I always had like this thing where I was like, you know, if the DJing thing took off, like I would probably take a, a, a leave of absence and just go and like yeah. go do a tour or something. But I never took it serious enough to like make that happen, right? I did lots of gigs and DJ the different bars and events and things. But I never took it serious enough to the point where like, Okay, we're going on a tour. We're doing this. We're doing this thing, and we're we're gonna make it happen. And you know, when you have a lot of stuff like the proverbial <laughs> thing, that's like this is everything, right? Like this, my family's business, like it gave me everything mm-hmm. up until a certain point, right? Regardless of the money came from me, it came from a different family member. Like it, it all came through that. Yes. And to make that decision, it, it took to the point where I was like, I'd come home and Melissa, my, my wife, well, now wife at the time, you know, girlfriend, fiance would ask me like, well, how was your day? And I would just start yelling, oh, <laughs> not at her, but I would just start yelling and I would have to like hit a, hit my reset button, which would, which is still, well, either take a nap, which there isn't really time when I get home at like six o'clock at night. To yep. do that or watch something funny. So I would like throw on like uh, Tosh.0 or South Park or something and, uh, you know, be basically zone out for like 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. while I'm eating dinner to be able to hit that reset button and be like, okay, now I can like get on with my night and, and be okay. And it, it got to a point for me where like I really didn't know what I wanted to do. Like I, I like DJing was cool, but at that point, you know, I'm, I'm I'm coming up on 30. I'm not really into the club scene. I, you know, I, I I actually leading up to me leaving, I I did a um, DJ album, my first DJ album, which you can see right here behind oh, me yeah. in this frame, called Adventuratorium, and it and it really opened my eyes to like this world of like doing things that were creative and having people like get really excited about it, and then. I was like, you know, I, I want to do more of this. Like, this makes me feel so good. And, and I, it took three months to do it. And, and it was this awesome project. We raised money for charity when, this, when the album came out. But I, I, you know, I didn't know, I still didn't know, like, how does, that, how does that work? Like, I don't have the connections to, like, the music industry. And I don't really want to be a producer or, or anything like that. So where's that next step for me? Sure. Um, so the night that I told my, I, I told my dad uh, was about seven, nine months, about eight, eight nine months before I finally actually left. Okay. Uh, it was August. I just helped my friend from around the corner pack up all of his stuff to move to New York. And I borrowed my friend's car, uh, Matt, who we talked about earlier, yep. uh, to drive over to my dad's house to tell him, hey, look, it's been fun. But I'm I'm ready to to move on, and I don't know what that looks like, and I don't know what I'm going to do. But I'm going to re I'm going to re-enroll to school to figure it out in the meantime because I have no degrees. Okay. And at that point, I had no degrees. Today, I have no degrees. Yep. But I start. I went to school like in 2014, but or 2004. But I didn't. I was like one semester, so I was like, I'm going to go back, figure it out, 
and uh, we'll go from there. And from that moment on, it got really toxic for me. Uh, and, I, and I assume for my dad, too, because um, it was like, oh, well, he doesn't want to be here. I guess we're not good enough and I'm not good enough or, or whatever that felt like to him. It felt like to me just a really bad situation. Yeah. And, you know, after it was supposed to leave, uh, was it uh, January 1st was, was like was the, the transition day. And then that didn't happen because some things were going on in the business. And I was like, you know, I, I really don't know what I'm going to do. I'm, I'm not happy here at this point, like really not happy at this point. Mm. But let's just see where it goes. So April 2nd, 2014 was my last day. 12 days later, Adventuratorium, the, the music album would come out. Yep. And then while about a month later the first episode of the Dreamers podcast would come out after doing a bunch of podcast interviews for the album and really enjoying that. And then, it was, yes. you know, it came out of, of, of doing that, that I was like, maybe I should start a podcast. And, and you could see behind me, the Dreamers podcast was, yep. was launched May 20th. You know, it's, it helped me talk to a lot of people that are doing the things that they wanted to do. It was like, you know, I, I could do a business podcast, but like, I know a lot more people live in their dreams. It, it would keep me interested. So I don't get bored. You know, cause a lot of people are like, Oh, Joe, you love Disney. You should totally have a Disney podcast. Like you're right. But Joe would totally get bored with that because by episode 10, I don't live down there. I have no intentions of living down in Orlando, Florida. So I don't think that there would be enough for me to, to talk about. And, and that's where this, you know, the show came in and it, it enabled me to connect with a lot of other Disney heads that, that, you know, that, that I was already connected with, but like connect on a deeper level. I got yep. to learn a bunch of stories. I got to learn so many lessons through the 300 plus episodes that I've done. And then three years into it, uh, I won an award, which you can see right here. Uh, the the oh yes uh, yep the black one yep. well, yeah it's, it's a little hard. it's clear so it's a little uh, hard to see <laughs> oh and I'll put my hand behind it so you can see it better podcast awards winner and I can't yes. remember which next bit down dreamers podcast uh, for business business awesome yes Congrats. so um thank you thank you it was, I I cried when that happened you can oh actually see the video oh. uh, on my site uh, when that happened so yeah so like I never expected to win that or 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 any of that stuff. But so, so shortly after winning that award, I decided to change the name to the business podcast and same show, but we're, I'm working on some different formatting changes to go along with the new branding and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm very much in tune with the idea of branding. So I, uh, you know, talking about designing you and designing your brand and all that, uh, it really rings uh, true for, for me. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, um, you know, we never really throw away the experiences that we have. You know, they're making us part of who we are today. So that experience of leaving your family business and all the angst that went with that, because that sounds like, you know, we learn a lot from those horrible times in our life, don't we? Um, Moving through that, but surely that's come towards when you're doing your Dreamers podcast and what you're working towards now, your book, I'm sure you've been able to bring a lot of that information through from your past experiences. So what's been the biggest thing in your journey through life so far that's really, that you really hold you in good stead with where you're at now? So it started way back when I was uh, six years old. I wanted to be a child psychologist. At six, and wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to help other kids going through divorce like I was going okay. through. Yep. So for me, uh, I, you know, I very much remember a time where I was at my grandparents' house. My grandfather started the, the business and I was crying on the floor because I'm like, well, I'm the only boy in the family. And, 
you know, at the time, I guess it seemed like there wasn't going to be any other kids. And turns out there wasn't any other kids in, in the lineage to potentially take over other than my, you know, potentially my sister. But yeah, anyway, that what at the time, so I was on the, on the floor, I was crying about it. And, and the thing that they said to me was like, look, Joe, you, you could be anything. You could you know, be a street sweeper and that would be all right as long as you'd be the best street street sweeper that you can wow. be. And that like really changed. I mean, it didn't change a lot, I guess, in the, in the grand scheme of things. Well, in the grand scheme of things, I guess it did. But, but at the time, it didn't really change much because I still stayed on a path that basically <laughs> led me to, to working in my family's business, which I'm really thankful for. And I, I'm also really grateful for the fact that I didn't leave when I wanted to first leave. Okay. And then I took my time because those last like four or five years were very crucial in, in my learning process of the okay. business. Like I, I learned a lot. But in that time, my grandfather passed away. My dad started to really ramp up taking over the company for himself. And I took on much bigger roles and, and learned so many, you know, lessons in those, in those okay. years. So, so for me, like if I had left four or five years earlier, you know, I probably would have finished school, but I wouldn't have had the, the, the experience and the knowledge and the stories and the lessons and everything that went along with being there during mm-hmm. that, that really critical time, especially with the changeover. Yeah, for sure. And that's a huge lesson to do be the best at whatever you put your mind to. Absolutely. It, well, it turns out, like, and I didn't know this at the time, but I found out not that long ago when I was talking to my great aunt, um, his sister, that our great, and I'm going to say, I think it was my great great grandfather was a street sweeper. Oh, wow. From, oh, from cool. Italy. I think it was a great, is it what, something like that? Great great grandfather, great 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 grandfather, something, something like that. Don't, don't hold me to it. But yeah, like one of them was a street sweeper. So, yeah. So like, I just thought it was like a thing that he just yeah. said. And here I find out like 30 years later, like, no, that wasn't just a thing. That was, there was a reason, there was a reason for that. Yeah. He actually meant it. He seriously yes. meant exactly what he said. Yeah. Wow. Well, I didn't want to disappoint, you know, I, one of the, I think one of my biggest flaws would be that I, I like to not disappoint people. So it's, it makes life very hard sometimes to make those decisions and, <laughs> And, and making the right decisions to, to make everybody, as many people as possible, happy. Um, mm-hmm. with, so, it's, uh, so for me, that was a really big deal to, to hear that. But yeah. but yeah, I mean, leaving was, was really a struggle for me. I mean, the, the last day was a, was a fist fight that, and you know, it was, that was it. And after that, I didn't go back. So, yeah. uh, but, I, but, but I think at the time that, that something like that had to happen. So, I mean, sometimes we, we get in situations where it's like these things have to happen in order for us to, because I think we, we self-sabotage, yes. right? A lot, like whether it's like for the positive or, or for the negative, but yep. like in my case, like, like I would have probably just kept going there yeah. for a while. So I figured yep. it out and maybe figuring it out might've taken two years. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know. But what I do know is that it, it forced me to get off the boat and go somewhere and do something else. Mm. Um, yeah yeah and people always ask like oh well what did melissa think because like you know you had this job and security and you're gonna take over the business and all that and and she's like well i I was happy because he wasn't coming home and yelling anymore yeah (laughs) and and frustrated and so hyped up about things that you know he he wanted to do better and and was passionate about so Mm. yeah i mean it, it ultimately it worked out so far, it's worked out really, really well. 
And that's the thing, um, what happens in our life, especially when we've got a close partnership, that does affect that person. It's not just about us. It's hard for us not to bring home that frustration from something like a work environment that we're not enjoying. So it has a huge impact on the rest of our family and, you know, it's not just us, is it? No. And and the when you're in that family situation, as far as like, you know, be working with your family, it's it's sometimes really hard to not blur the lines of, mm, of, of family slash business. So yep. and taking things super, super personally. I mean, and, I, and myself included in that, cause, <laughs> you know, not being happy about a situation and being frustrated. It eats at you uh, on multiple levels of yourself and, and, and your relationships. Sure. So uh, so I, you know, I, I think that if it has to happen the way it's supposed to happen and fortunately, you know, and I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we had a daughter, a daughter, <laughs> that, you know, help speed up that process of, of healing and moving mm. forward. So it's been a lot better, a lot better than, than three years ago, for sure. Three and a half yeah. years. Yeah. Three and a half years ago. Yeah. Actually, well, no, almost four. April will be four. So Wow. Yeah. What I love about what you shared, though, when you were saying when you were coming home is that you knew that you needed to go and take yourself away, that you needed that quiet space. Uh, And you said that you're a people pleaser. You like to keep people uh, happy, but that's showing that you also understand that there's certain things that you need to do before you can please people, which is a really important lesson. I think that's an awesome thing to be that aware that you know you need to do it. And obviously having a partner who accepts that for 15 minutes, you just need your own space to debunk. And we all need to find ways that we can do that. Yeah. I, you know, it's just, it's frustrating on the, on their part when they got to deal with it. Like it's a, it's a five day a week thing, <laughs> right? It's, it's like, okay, once in a while or, or once a week or, or something like that, once a month, you know, it where it wears on that person. And, um, and yeah, I, I think, I think the other thing was um, at the time uh, for a completely unrelated reason that I'm not going to go down that whole rabbit hole, but for a completely unrelated reason, I was going to a, um, a therapist at the time mm-hmm. for something completely different. But like that quickly turned, it was only like two or three sessions in. All I did was go there and complain about how much I hated going to work. And <laughs> for me being that people please are looking for that acceptance, that constant like acceptance, which I constantly am battling with. And I, and I know it's a problem. Like I, I work on it constantly. But like back then, you know, four years ago, it was really, really a problem. Sure. So for me, like I was like waiting for that day and I was there, I was probably there. It was over six months. I think it was like between six months and a year that I was going. And I was just like waiting for him to be like, you know, I think you, I think you should move on. But he wouldn't give me that. He <laughs> would not, not. <laughs> would not give me that. And, and I was kind of glad when I stopped going, but you know, Hey, everything happens in its own time. And, and, I had to get there myself one way or another um, to yeah. make that decision to like, all right, I'm going to make this real. Yeah. Uh, and, and then it still took time. Now in that time, I, I, you know, I did go back to school and I did, um, I went to a few networking events cause I was like, you know, maybe I'm interested, you know, I love sports. So maybe I, I'd be interested in getting in the sports field, went to some networking events, met some people and they were like, yeah, it doesn't sound like you really want to be here. So, <laughs> um, which was great. Like I, I got to make some friends in high places and, and yeah. you know, they, they told me the truth, like this, this probably isn't for you, which was good because they were right. It, it, <laughs> it really was, like what they've described to me is not for me. And, and thankfully I didn't waste too much time going down that rabbit hole, you know? 
Yep. So you've already said superjoepardo.com's your web address. Is there any other ways that we can get in touch with you? Uh, yeah. I mean, Twitter uh, at Super Joe Pardo, Instagram at Super Joe Pardo, Facebook.com slash Super Joe Pardo. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what else? Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. Joe Pardo. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you just type in, yeah, if you just type in Joe Pardo, P-A-R-D-O, or even Joe Pardo with a T instead of a D, you will, you'll get my website. Nice. Awesome. So if you were transporting yourself to 50 years time, where would you like to be? What would you like to see your life like? <laughs> uh, let's see, 50 years from now. So I'd be 81. Oh, baby. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, uh, 81. You know, I, I, I really like to, to do what I can for, for others. So for me, you know, I, I've wrangled with the idea of like, you know, how do I utilize the, the platform that I built and the network that I built for like, you know, it's like, do I want to go into politics at some point? Do I want to, like, I want the biggest, place you know that i can make change now with that said i i know that for me personally there's a ton of obstacles politically because i don't do with the whole like team thing and i don't know what you what your situation down there is like but you know it's all about the party and rah 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 and, mm-hmm. and that, that's really not my uh cup of tea I, I think i would have to fight myself a lot on on those types of things even identifying more with one party than the other i i still like more my own person but okay i want to help i mean in the in the short term in the next you know five to ten years i really want to help a lot of business owners you know through books through video through the pot you know podcasting through consulting with them and and creating jobs right my mission really is to create and save jobs and then i support youth uh in camden new jersey is is one of the like well it's it's routinely on the one of the most dangerous cities in america fortunately in 2017 it it, it is not it's down the street from my house like about okay. 15 minutes up the highway uh, and i work with a nonprofit up there actually uh hopeworks and being involved in and donating uh to them to uh to basically they, what they do is they help uh the can the youth of camden get on a, a track through uh uh the a career and an education path. So sure. through uh, trauma informed uh, he- he- like healing and, and, uh, and, you know, working with some really big time people that I I've been fortunate to get to meet because of, mm. because of uh, working with them has been absolutely incredible. So like being able to, to donate the profits from, from my uh, consulting business to them and, and just, you know, cause not only are we, you know, if you're creating jobs and you got to have people to, put in place for those jobs, right? True. So that's where part of that built that workforce built uh building blocks are there. Okay. Um and then another dream that uh I had, I don't know if it's you know if it's eighty years or fifty years from now, like uh it would probably I want to be on Sesame Street at some point. I don't I don't know when, but at some point I, I you know I don't know how big I mean I have a few connections that might be able to like make connections to make something like that happen. But I I don't know. So we'll see at some point I would, I would, I would absolutely love to being a huge, you know, Jim Henson fan and um, the Muppets not being around for me to be a guest there. Yeah. It would be, it would be quite fun to be a guest uh, on Sesame street. That is 
awesome. That's one of the best 50-year plans I've had. <laughs> like, oh, oh. And so the other thing is, is like, I live in my house that I grew up in. So I bought it for my dad nine years ago. So I have no plans on moving. I don't care about bigger like houses or yep. like we don't need anything. But we have a second kid on the way. So I have 50 oh, years. Yes. I hope we have grandchildren, you know, and everything, you know, worked out. Then my wife is still alive and I'm still in good health. And, you yeah. know, that's that's about it. I don't know. 50 <laughs> years from now is a pretty, pretty big time from now. <laughs> but that's why I do it. Because what I find is when people would think too much about five years, it's still too close. So for instance, you're talking about you've got a kid on the way, you've already got your daughter. You'll be thinking about, oh, we've got to go to this school and we've got this and it all revolves around your kids and what you're doing right now. Whereas when you transport people to 50 years, you get to the bigger picture. What's important? You said looking after people, you know, making sure that they're supported, um, having given back, etc. So it takes you away from the everyday. That's why it needs to be as big as 50 years. But I love the different reactions I get. It's a, it's a great one to get people thinking. <laughs> well, well, thank you. <laughs> so if you could leave anything with our community about how they could design their best life, what would it be? Well, I mean, for me, I, uh, you know, I'm all, all about how to, how to dream, right? And, and mm. I mean, I wrote a, a book called How to Dream Big and Win, I, you know, one of the, the three books. It's actually a coloring book. <laughs> to get you in the, the child frame of mind. Yes. And we didn't even really talk about these, but regardless, I, you know, you, you need to figure out like what makes you happy, right? Like that's number, number one. You actually may be doing something that you really, you didn't realize when you were a kid. So for me, right. I wanted to be a child psychologist at the age of six, by the age of 10, I wanted to DJ. <laughs> What? No, I didn't get to be a child psychologist, but I have spoken to many kids, many youth on different platforms through the Dreamers podcast and through, you know, because of the Dreamers podcast and writing the books and getting to help kids basically design their life going forward. And even, excuse me, adults going forward with their life trying to figure out like, well, what is it that I want to do? Like, I didn't know either. Like, yeah, DJing was great, but I really didn't know where I wanted to head. So, you know, thinking back as, you know, what you wanted to be as a kid. A lot of cases of what I found doing the Dreamers podcast, a lot of people, well, at least the people I was talking to, uh, are do, were doing some variation of that. And, it, and myself included, right? So I wasn't, I'm not a child psychologist. I have no plans of doing 10 years of school. I didn't then. I don't now. And, but I get to help kids in, in a lot of different ways. Mm. Um, and then with the DJing, it put me on stage and, and got me out of my shell. And it helped me learn how to program, how to talk on the mic, how to do all the you know, things with audio. And here I am podcasting. The two things are intertwined. Yeah. And I love, and I love, 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 you know, business and talking about business and helping people. So for me, like the next step is not only still having the, these other books and these other talks and, and helping people in that sense, but building the consulting business to a point where I can help a lot of business owners and a lot, not even just business owners, but managers and other like aspiring leaders and salespeople understand that there's more to the picture than what they probably see right in front of them mm. to help them grow their businesses uh, in a way that uh, isn't just about how many sales can we go get. Mm. Yep. That whole new perspective, because it, in the end it's, it's the customer and it's your staff that will make up a business, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's all about people, right? Like I, yeah. I, I'm not buying from Amazon the 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 robot. It's Amazon now until we have robots that are uh, business owners, which is very possible because right. we have the first human citizen uh, uh, is in Dubai. 
uh, that's that's a complete robot. Human citizen, citizen, that's a robot. Robot okay. citizen, something like that. <laughs> Bye. Anyway, they, you know, once that starts to cross that line, you know, robots might not have emotions to the point where they care about people. They just care about the bottom, like literally the bottom line and the most efficiency and the most and all of that. And I, and there's a, there's a fine line when it comes to being human and and finding that, that right spot on the dial to dial in the most efficiency with not overworking people to the point where they're, they don't want to be there. They just drop dead on the job. So, yeah. So, so that's what I think going back, I think that's what you need to focus on is like, first of all, what, what makes you happy, right? Like, where do you want to live? What kind of life do you, you want? Like, cause if you don't want a $5 million house, that's, that's awesome. That's great. I don't want a $5 million house, Yep. but what, like, okay, so what house do I want? Okay. How much money do I need to make? And then we can start to go from there. Where do I want that to be? What kind of car do I want? What kind of, how many kids do I want to have? Do I want to have any kids? Things like that all matter a great deal when trying to figure out like, what is it that I want to do? And, and you might already be doing something where it's like, well, I'm doing part of what I wanted to do as a kid, uh, but it's only like 20% of what I'm doing in my current job. So it's like, okay, how do we make that like 80 to 100% of what you do and yeah. figuring out how to, how to dial that part of it up? You know, the, whether it's in your career or your business, it doesn't really matter. It's, it's about finding, finding that happiness first. And, and yeah. figuring out how to measure it for yourself. Yeah, and be clear on exactly what it is that you want. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But I love that it comes back from your dreams and who were you as a kid because that's when you're tapping into your, the soul of who you are, I suppose. There's no filters that have been popped down over years of being worn down by business and family and expectations. <laughs> hey, it's really easy to fall down that hall. Like when you watch the, the, these shows with these business owners and they're like, man, how did they, you know, how, how did they let their kitchens get so dirty? Or how did they let these, you know, shelves get so destroyed and like, look like, sir, you don't have Circuit City, but what Circuit City looked like towards the end, you know, the last couple of years where it's just like mess everywhere or right. Kmart for that matter. Like, <laughs> okay, so it's like, yeah. Oh, you still have Kmart there? They're like yeah. closing all of them around here. No, they've actually done a whole new rebrand and it's actually got some pretty cool stuff. It's a whole new world. It's so different oh, from what wow. it was about five that years is, ago. Mm. That is awesome to hear. They just closed mine down like six months ago okay. and I'm sad because now I got to drive further to get to a Target. And I mean, I, I didn't go to the Kmart all the time, but when you needed something, it was nicer to have something that wasn't super crowded and, yeah. you know, was right there. But, uh, where was I going with that crap? Um, yeah, so taking it to the next level where, where you're actually going and what it is that you need and those family expectations and... Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's so easy for you to fall into those traps of like, man, like I, I didn't even notice because I was so busy like thinking that I was solving the problem of, you know, where's the money going to come from? It, it, it's a rabbit hole, not even a rabbit hole. It's just a it's just a ditch that you fall into and it's easier to get deeper and deeper and deeper into it um, very, very quickly and, and let yourself become unhinged in the process Yeah. without, you know, if you can't step back and, and really examine from like a analytical side of things. Mm. Um, and that's why it helps to have somebody there to do that, right? And a consultant or, or a coach or, or whatever. Absolutely. And I know that, you know, not everyone's into the whole coaching thing. Like, I've had my reservations too. I, you know, I watched uh, Penn and Teller's bullshit. I, I know, <laughs> I know, but it also, I know that it helps and works because I've worked with people too. And, mm. and 
you know, for my business and, and in the areas that I'm not strong in. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, being able to, to check your ego, because I think also we all want to be like the superhero of our own story. Sure. Um, and, and that also ties into like my, you know, my whole thing is like, I want everyone to be the, the super version of themselves. So it's not just me being the superhero, but, yeah. but you, you being super Tina, I, you know, you have to be able to and willing to, to check your ego at the door because we can't all be like, well, I figured it out from my garage on my own. <laughs> And and that and, and I just happened to get it all right because that's really a lottery ticket. Sure. Um, you know, the, those kinds of odds to get it all right on the first try and, and not hit those stumbles point stumbling points that you know others that have been there can help you with. Yeah. So yeah, it's you have to be willing to learn and listen. Or listen and learn. And learn and listen. <laughs> you have to be able to learn and listen and be happy. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I've really enjoyed chatting with you today in your cold day, wintry day over there. Well, it's nice and warm and summery here. So thank you so much. I'm glad you weren't upside down for me. That you had your camera around the right way. <laughs> yes, I'm glad that. Yes, I, I'm glad the camera was uh, proper too uh, for flat flat earthers everywhere. Um, <laughs> and thank you for bringing the warmth to uh, to Philadelphia. I, I do appreciate it. Have an awesome night, and um, thank you again for all that you've shared. Thank you so much for having me on, Tina. A huge shout out to you for being here, for listening in, and being ready to step up to the drawing board. I honour your spirit and your openness to growth. If you have a mate who you think will benefit from hearing today's message, please share this episode with them. Another great way you can support us is to subscribe or to leave a five-star review in iTunes. These reviews really do assist us to raise the visibility of the Design You podcast and helps us to reach Design Yours from all walks of life. I really do appreciate the time it takes for you to do that. So thank you. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Design You podcast. You'll find the show notes over at tinamurray.com. Can't wait to see what you create as you design it, communicate it, and live it.